Today we talk about the limitations of IVF, especially in the more mature women, and how the industry has somewhat misled and overpromised IVF for women over 40. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. talking about how IVF is not magical. I continuously remind patients that IVF is just a way of pulling the eggs out, putting them with a sperm, making an embryo, and then putting it back. So that means the person who's undergoing IVF is going to affect the process So if you're someone who makes a lot of eggs, then I have more chances to have success for you with IVF if I'm getting more eggs. I just get more tries. Whereas if you are someone who makes less eggs, I'm going to have a harder time because I have less chances. Now sure, IVF is going to fix some things. For example, if there's a sperm problem, you can overcome it. If the tubes are blocked, you can bypass them. But when it comes to egg quality, IVF is extremely limited. And when you talk about maturity in women who are 40 and over, we start to see a big decrease in the quality of eggs and a lower number of eggs available. So what this means is that if you do have a male factor, but you are 40 or over, if you do have a tubal factor and you are 40 and over, IVF is not magical. And there is a high chance it will not work for you. And that's going to take more than one cycle. And if anyone is telling you otherwise, they're just lying to you. To make this even worse, many, many celebrities are having kids later in life. And no one tells the full story of their fertility journey. No one tells you that they had to go through six cycles of IVF to get pregnant. No one tells you that they failed multiple times. So most of the time we hear stories of people having success when they're 40 or above, but we don't know the full journey behind it. And if we did, I think our view of IVF at 40 and above would be a lot different. And unfortunately, Many clinics are not truly honest of their pregnancy rates of 40 and above. And there are actually some clinics that prey on women who are older than 40 and above and tell them that they have special ways to make their eggs better. But the problem is you can't make the eggs better. And that is the reason why IVF will never be extremely successful in women who are 40 and older. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't get pregnant. Matter of fact, our clinic gets many women pregnant who are 40 and over. But there's no question when it comes to women who are less than 40, the chances are much higher because we have more to work with. And the embryo quality ends up being better. 
But don't just take my word for it. Let's look over the data. In 2013, if you look at the pregnancy rate of a fresh IVF transfer for someone who was under 35, per cycle, it'd be 45.9%. If you looked at that same pregnancy rate for someone who was 41 to 42, it would be 18.8%. And if you looked at someone who was 43 to 44, it'd be 10.2%. Now, we all know there are things like miscarriages. So live birth is really what you care more about. So if we look at the live birth rate per IVF cycle of someone under 35, in 2013, it'd be 39.9%. But the live birth rate of someone 41 to 42, 11.1%. What about 43 to 44? 5.2%. Even if you just look at the outcomes per transfer, they are still extremely low. Now, when you're looking at outcomes per transfer, you have to keep in mind that this could be multiple cycles someone has gone through and then they do a transfer. So you could select better embryos and you expect a slightly better rate. And at that time, in 2013, the under 35 live birth rate was 47.4, with the live birth rate of a 41 to 42-year-old woman being 16.2, approximately 5% higher than the, than the uh, cycle rate. And that for someone 43 to 44, it was 8.2% live birth rate, up 3% from just per cycle. So again, per cycle would be if you went through a cycle and you did a transfer, outcomes per transfer is after going through even multiple cycles and doing a transfer. I'm sure you're wondering why I would start with 2013 data. I mean, we have a different president now. Jack in the Box doesn't even sell their monster tacos anymore. But the reason I use that is because at that time we were breaking age up between 41 and 42 43 and 44, and then over 44. But because the pregnancy rates were so low for women over 42, they just decided to lump them in one category. So now we're going to talk about the 2016 rates. So for, again, an outcome per cycle, meaning you go through one IVF cycle, the chances of coming away with a pregnancy under 35 is 35.9%. These are, again, national statistics. If you look at it from the standpoint of a 41 to 42-year-old, it's 12.6. If you look at it from someone over 42, it's 6.3. Now, these are pregnancy rates. When you look at the live birth rate for someone under 35, it's going to be 31%. For 41 to 42, 8%. And for over 42, 3.2%. Now, I know you're thinking, wait, why are the pregnancy rates lower? And now it's 2016. I mean, so many things are better now. This is going to be because of two reasons. First, most great clinics are doing frozen embryo transfers at this point, which means the only clinics still doing fresh transfers are going to be clinics that have not really moved ahead. Additionally, Even clinics who were planning on freezing embryos, if they were concerned about the embryos and didn't think they could make the freeze and then the thaw, they would move forward with a transfer 
as a last ditch effort, and that would then lead to a lower pregnancy rate. However, if you look at the frozen transfer rates for women under 35 in 2016, the pregnancy rate was 59.3% and the live birth rate 49.4%. If you look at the pregnancy rate for 41-year-olds to 42-year-olds in 2016, the pregnancy rate was 48.6% with a live birth rate of 37.9% and over 42 was 38.1% and a live birth rate of 27.7%. Those are much higher. But at what cost? When you look at the details, which is the estimated average number of transfers per retrieval, you find that if you're under 35, you get 1.2, which means you get more than one transfer per retrieval. But if you go to someone who's 41 to 42, it's 0.6, which means it takes on average about two retrievals to even get one transfer. And for people over 42, it's 0.4, which means it takes almost three retrievals to get a transfer. Additionally, you have to remember that the women who are older who are getting frozen embryos are already a better category. If they're making that many eggs, then they have a better chance than the people who are 41 to 42 who can only do the fresh cycles. So again, you're going to get a bias of information because only the people who can go ahead with a transfer are going to be the ones who can make a lot of eggs who are 41 to 42. Now, all of this data was taken from the CDC, which anyone can look up. When we look at the SART data, we see a similar story. So in 2016, if you looked at the final cumulative outcome per egg retrieval cycle, that means if you add up all of the transfers from an egg retrieval cycle and you were under 35, the chances of a live birth was 54 If you look at people who are 41 to 42, and again, added up the cumulative outcome per egg retrieval cycle, meaning including all their transfers that they did with that cycle, per cycle live birth rate is only 13.4%. For people who are 42, it's 4.1%. If you even look at the individual outcome, so the primary outcome per egg retrieval, saying the first transfer, it drops even further. For under 35, it's 41.3%. For 41 to 42, it's 11.7%. And for greater than 42, it's 3.6% for a live birth. What this all means is that yes, you can get pregnant, but it's very important to understand that when you are picking a clinic, when you are going into this and you are over 40, it's very important to understand that the chances are very, very low and that it's going to require more than one cycle for most people, almost 80% of people who are going through between 40 and 42 to be able to get a normal embryo. So how are clinics able to say things like, well, we have a 60% pregnancy rate for people who are 40 and older. The reason why is because they're fudging the data. They're saying that if you get a normal embryo, 
then your chances of getting pregnant are going to be this much. However, no one knows who's going to get that normal embryo. I've had women who've gone through multiple cycles to get one embryo. I've had other women who go through one cycle and have a normal embryo. But the point is, is that overall, in general, the pregnancy rate is in the low teens for women 41 to 42 with IVF. And that is because IVF is not magical. A matter of fact, IVF actually sucks at fixing egg quality issues. And this is why IVF is not very successful for women over 40. Now, if you look at the details and say, well, why are women over 40 having lower pregnancy rates? We talked about the fact that it is lower, but why is it lower? And there are really two reasons. It has to do with quantity and quality. As a woman gets more mature, the quantity of her eggs go down. We touched on that a little bit in the beginning. We said, if you make less eggs, then it's harder for the doctor to do more with them since you have fewer of them to work with. But on the same token, the quality of eggs drop as well. Many of you have heard some of my podcasts about the green and red M&Ms. And as women get older, they lose a lot of their good eggs and only have the bad eggs left over, the red M&M. But there's more to it than just that. What makes those eggs not good? Well, the quality is affected by many things. There are mitochondrial dysfunction that occurs. There's shortening of the telomeres that occurs. There's cohesive dysfunction that occurs. When the chromosomes are trying to split, There's even spindle instability that is used by the telomeres to remove the chromosomes apart when they're separating, which all leads to increased things of aneuploidy and lower development to the blastocyst stage. So that then explains the decreased fertility. But what about the rest? Well, between the decreased fertility due to the lower eggs the increased aneuploidy due to things like spindle instability and the missegregation of chromosomes. And then you have the problem with embryos growing out in culture due to mitochondrial dysfunction. And then to make it worse, you also have a higher miscarriage rate, which does come from mostly the aneuploid embryos, meaning abnormal embryos. But when you add that all together, it lowers the pregnancy rate significantly. So then what should someone do about this? Well, the thing is, is that there's PGS. And what PGS does is PGS, pregenetic screening, also now known as PGT-A for aneuploid, allows the doctor to determine which is the best embryo to put in you. And so if you remember in the statistics, what we found was that it takes multiple cycles to get pregnant. And there is a lower chance of having a normal embryo as you get older. Specifically, if you look at the IVF success rate for someone, let's say, who is under 35 and their chances are around 48%, 
If you look at the U-point rate, which is the percent of the embryos of being normal, it's 51%. But if you look at someone who's 41 to 42, their pregnancy rate is going to be about 11% cycle success rate. Yet their U-point rate, the normal embryo rate, is only going to be about 15 to 18%. This leads to the situation where younger women under 35 through one IVF cycle have a very high chance of getting a normal embryo. But women who are 40 and above have to go through multiple cycles of IVF to get a normal embryo. And so if you're one of those women who can make a lot of embryos because you make a lot of eggs, you can get a normal embryo through maybe one cycle. But if you're like most women 40 and above and only making a handful of eggs, then it can take multiple, multiple cycles to get that normal embryo. We see these same statistics in our data. So in looking at just our PGS-tested embryos, and we look at women 40 to 41 who had one to two embryos, we found that five out of 15 people would have a normal embryo. If they had three to five embryos, then this would increase to six of eight people had a normal embryo. That means one normal embryo. And if they even had six to eight embryos, three out of four people would have had at least one normal embryo. But when you get to 42, it's a big drop. If you only get one to two embryos, there was only a 20% chance that you would get a normal embryo, two out of 10. If you had three to five embryos, there was only a one out of five percent, one out of five chance, 20% chance that you would get a normal embryo. But if you made it to have six to eight embryos, five out of six people would at least have one normal embryo. So why did I tell you all this today? Was this just, discourage people from trying when they're 40 and above? No, actually just the opposite. Matter of fact, I would say it would actually encourage you to proceed ahead. It's just, I'm encouraging you with a realistic plan. When I see patients who are more mature, I don't tell them, okay, one shot, this will work. I'm very honest. I look at their ovarian reserve and I know if their ovarian reserve is low it's going to take multiple times. And I tell them this. And because I tell them this, they then know what they'll need to do to have that baby. So instead of getting discouraged when one cycle doesn't work, they know that from the beginning, Dr. Amos said, it's going to take multiple cycles to get to that embryo. And when you finally get that embryo, your chances are going to be very good. At our clinic, if you have a normal embryo and you're 40 to 41, the implantation rate is over 75% and our pregnancy rate, clinical pregnancy rate, so having a heartbeat, is 62.5%. Even for women over 42, if you're able to get to the point of a normal embryo, we have a 75% clinical pregnancy rate. So again, my goal is not to discourage my goal is to actually educate you 
So that way, you're able to keep your focus on the prize, which is pregnancy, and not worrying so much about if it works in the first cycle because you know that statistically it won't. And that almost all women who are 40 and above will require more than one cycle of IVF to have success. This will allow you then to be realistic and to be able to have the energy, the focus, and the determination to become successful. Do not let other clinics tell you that they're going to get you pregnant in the first one. Even if they do, that's great. Matter of fact, give them a big hug for doing that. But don't go into the cycle thinking that or you're going to have disappointment and you may even stop trying. Now, does this mean IVF is never going to get great for women 40 and over? The answer is simply no. Matter of fact, as we get better and better, we are going to start learning things. Maybe someday we're going to be able to fix mitochondrial dysfunction. Maybe we're going to be able to fix aneuploidy. And at that time, IVF may become the promise that women over 40 have been waiting for. Although you may not be 40 today, this podcast still pertains to you because someday you will mature. And so it's important to remember that you cannot rely on IVF later in life. You need to start dealing with your fertility early before 38. And so if you are 40 and above, again, let this podcast be inspiration that now you know what you have to do to attain your goal. I hope this podcast was helpful for everyone. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone who's listening. And until next week, this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Fertility Tuesday.